0: Healer, his love is deeper than the sea. His mercy. River These things I remember. (laughs) You are there. Praise the Lord, Lord, it's chat time. time again.
1: Yes, praise the Lord, it is chat time again. Now this week, we're going to continue to discuss current events and Scripture.
0: Praise the Lord, <clears throat> we're going to pick up where we left off last week, and we were talking about scriptures that encourage people. And we went through John chapter 16, verse 33, where it says that in this world you're going to always have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world, said the Lord. And um, another scripture was in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, where it says, be strong and courageous. Didn't I command you? Didn't I tell you that before? Be strong, have courage. And then we were in the middle of talking about 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17. That's where we left off. We were talking about how how you shouldn't lose heart.
1: Yes, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 and 17 reads, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, Yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceedingly and eternal weight of glory.
0: Amen. So, basically what that's saying is, don't lose heart. You know that God overcame the world. You know that, that he has made a way for us to have eternal life. And, you know, even though our body, our flesh is wasting away outwardly, inside, in our spirit, in our soul, we're being renewed day by day. As long as you keep your mind on Christ, as long as you are focusing, uh, putting your mind on him, and, you know, you have to remember that all the anxieties, your illnesses, your broken relationships, they, they can make you feel like there, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. But remember, when you had your last illness or your last sickness or your last uh, trial or your last test, it didn't last forever. it It went away, and then you got a new one. But what the Lord is saying is that, There is light at the end of the tunnel. It doesn't last forever. And when you put it in perspective, um, you know, what you're going through now, it's temporary compared to eternal life. You know, because that's the goal, to achieve eternal life. So you have to, every day, um, that's difficult, you have to make a, a decision, and you choose to do the right thing rather than the easy thing. You choose to seek after the Lord and trust him, and um, the the troubles that you're going through are nothing compared to the eternal glory that we'll have with the Lord. So I don't know. I hope that gives you some peace about... Um, Whatever you're going through today, you know, whatever your struggle or your trial or your hard time that you're going through, it has to bow to the word of God at the name of Jesus. It said that everything must bow. Everything must must bow at the name of Jesus. And then another scripture is Romans Chapter 15, verse
1: 2. Romans 15 and 2 reads, Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to, be, to edification. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification.
0: So, it, it, you know, that scripture is instructing us with the importance of building other people up. You don't tear them down. You don't go ahead and you mock them or make fun of them or, or, or whatever. You shouldn't insult them or hurt them or tear the person down or talk about them or gossip about them. You know, every person who's a believer, every person who's saved, um, you have to encourage them. You can't just talk about them behind their back, you know, and encourage them with the truth. Encourage them with the word of God. Encourage them. Uh, so all that backbiting and manipulation that you know some Christians practice is just for nothing and God's going to get you for that. You know, it's too often that believers are more focused on their own lives and and, and it's true when you're going through your own test and trial you think about yourself and you don't even you know, people around you aren't even thinking about you. They're thinking about their own troubles that they're going through. But God wants to, for us to genuinely care about each other, you know, and build each other up, you know, as unto the Lord. So another scripture that should encourage you is Revelations chapter 7.
1: Revelations chapter 7, verses 16 and 17. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more neither shall the sun light on them nor any heat for the lamb, which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes.
0: Well, that's really something, you know, that's really something, you know, that, uh, for the future, there's hope. Um, in eternity, there's not going to be any hunger. You won't be crying. You won't be sad. You won't be thirsty. You're not going to be hungry. You're not going to be mourning. You're not going to go through any more tests and trials. There's not going to be any more physical death like we have now, where we cry and mourn people who we have lost. There's not going to be any, it says, extreme heat. The heat won't scorch them. Because God's in the center. God's going to be, we're going to be there praising the Lord. We're going to be there in the, you know, in the middle of all this. And he's going to lead us to living water. Like he told, um, there'd
2: be no suffering, but believe it or not, there are people who that's not good enough for them. They said, that's then. They want their reward now, they 're like prodigal son uh, or they say prodigal son there's nowhere in the scriptures. but they 're like the the son that wanted his inheritance before his time. they want to experience something now, they want it, their heaven they, on earth, huh right, they say you can wait, <laughs> but I want mine now, you know, so what we what what, what they fail to understand is that without the lord you 're incomplete there is i don 't care how wealthy or how much influence. Without the Lord, you are incomplete. And so when you are yielding yourself to the Lord, you experience joy. So when we are in God's presence, it's like there's a completion. And when we communicate with the Lord and when he he acknowledges us and we acknowledge him, there's a completion. And there's that relationship that it was missing. But you now you are, you find it in the Lord, and now you're whole. And there are people who they basically they they, they want to stay fragmented. So that got, that ungodly mind like that is an enemy with with the Lord. And there are people who'd rather be estranged from God. That's their choice. Mm-hmm. They actually choose that.
1: Yeah, and I think too. Even if you had it now you still you're still going to leave here you still because right. those the, the and you see it every time you see it every day you see the celebrities, the biggest richest star, the biggest richest people that got influence and wealth they one day they had it, and one day they died, and they left all of their earthly belongings here because the word said you brought nothing in and you're gonna, you're not going to take anything out and so shall a tree fall, so shall it lies.
2: Right, so when, we, we, when we're talking about, you know, when we encourage one another and when you're thinking about the Lord, you have to crucify your flesh, you have to crucify the old man so that you can see the spiritual. Because if you don't, all those promises... You know, somebody might be so vain as to say, well, I don't want to spend all my time just praising God. I've heard people say this. <laughs> I don't want to spend all my time, uh, you know, just, what they, am I going to do? Well, they, they think that's boring. Challenge. You're right, because they're thinking with their flesh, not, with, not in the spirit. So when, when saints encourage one another, there's a joy there because we can feel the, the, the anointing. We can, we can see in the spirit that there's going to be, uh, a giving of life and a giving of joy. We can we can feel it because the Holy Ghost allows us to feel that joy. But when you talk to a person who doesn't yield themselves to God, they can't see it.
1: And you can you can um, see what the what His Word is saying when you, when the they that not you know say they can't understand or comprehend the things of the Spirit and and you see you see the truth behind that because when you. Looking into the, a natural lens, all you see is a natural. All you feel is a natural. All you think is natural. Right. You can't go beyond the natural.
0: Right. It is, it's true. When you're going through your dark days, mm-hmm. it's hard to see the light. I mean, so your whole life might be crumbling underneath your feet, and you have to know that the Lord is is with you. You have to know mm-hmm. that the Lord hears your cry. He, he knows that you're crying. He sees every tear. Mm-hmm. He sees every single tear that you have ever cried in your entire life. And one day in the future, he's going to just wipe your eyes dry. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as you, some days it's very, very, very hard. So when you get up in the morning, it's just really hard sometimes to even walk without pain. Mm -hmm. And then you have to go and open up the blinds or open up your drapes. And Mm -hmm. you know how much pain you're in or how hard it is. Every little thing, every little task, it just seems so impossible, so insurmountable Mm -hmm. to do. But as you do it, you thank God for what you're able to do. You thank God that He's given you the strength to do it mm-hmm. you know to get out of bed to open up the blinds, to let the sun in to to walk from one room to the other you know it's you just be encouraged, you just be thankful for what you can do because God promised to always be with us. Right. It didn't, he didn't say that I'm going to be with you when you're healthy and everything is going well. He promised to be with you all the time, and he's going to give you the strength to the very end. He's going to give you, I mean, just praising him and thanking him for what you're able to do and gives you enough oomph to go that extra mile.
2: Right, because the Holy Ghost <laughs> will strengthen you. And there's something about when, when you are yielding yourself to the Lord like that, there's a spiritual side of you that sees the natural. It's like you can see the difference. You can see the division, the dividing line because the, the spiritual man sees that the natural man is, is suffering, but it doesn't take away from that spiritual peace that you have because you know that the natural body is temporary. And you know that there is something that is permanent, that salvation, that eternal life is, is forever. There is something within, in saints because they can see the division because the natural man, just like uh, I know somebody they were talking about uh, when they talk about saints, they're saying, Oh, they have dementia. You know, that's the natural mind, mm-hmm. but the spiritual mind, there are saints in the natural mind, they might not recognize who you are, they might not know their own children or their own husband or their own wife. They just, the natural body, David, didn't know. When his, his his latest wife, his last wife, he didn't know when she laid down when she got up. He, he didn't know, you know, because his natural mind couldn't comprehend it. But the spiritual man was still there. And, I, and they couldn't, they couldn't, they were feeling so bad because uh, uh, they were watching their parent in the natural. And they're thinking more or less like that sort of attributed to the spiritual obstacle. Letting them know, no. I mean, there are certain things that your natural body is going to go through, but that spiritual man, that spiritual man is still alive and communicating with the Lord. So there are things. It's like when you're saying you, you just recognize there's a division. There's a you just can see it. You just you know. So sometimes you you bring the the natural under subjection, but the spiritual is always. This Lord saying that that peace, He's always dealing with you on a level that the natural eye cannot see and the natural mind cannot comprehend.
0: Yeah, listening to you talk reminds me of um, when I went to visit someone in hospice and she just kept saying, home, I want to go home, I want to go home. You know, and, and... you would think initially that she wants to go to her natural house, but but what she was talking about is that connection to the Lord. She wants to go to the Lord. Mm-hmm. She wants to go to her spiritual home. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you've ever been around people who are passing away, they tend to say that they want to go home because this isn't our home. Right. Our home is with the Lord.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: and some, so I was thinking about some scriptures that uh, might be encouraging, like Psalm 46, 1 and 2, and it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea? So no matter what happens, no matter, even if it's a disaster, a natural disaster, God is with us, and he's, uh, he's our very present help in, in trouble, no matter what we're going through. And then Psalm 27.1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And that's so true. The Lord right. is the strength of your life. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have a life. You wouldn't be able to have the strength if he wasn't in your life. Right. And who should you be afraid? What should you be afraid of? Nothing, you know.
2: And and not not to take away from the fact that people suffer, that saints go through fiery trials. You actually do. But there is an inner knowing that supersedes the natural. There is this knowing, this knowledge, this confidence that we have in the Lord, that he will not leave our soul in hell. It's just like, he's not going to leave you in the midst of the trial and not bring you out somehow, some way. You might know not know when or where or how, but
0: God's going to bring you out. It might be a couple of years. It might, you know, and you might get a break for you be healed and then another for another couple of years, and then it comes back again. You know, it might. I don't know. But God is always refreshing you somehow. And renewing giving your Giving you a break, giving you strength. You know, the, the scripture that I talked about last week that I liked is in Isaiah 41, verse 13. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, fear not, I will help thee. And I just, that just touches me you know don't be afraid i'm going to help you just grab a hold of my right hand i'll help you i'll be there for you <clears throat> and then james chapter 1 verse 12 says blessed is the man that endureth temptation for when he is tried he shall receive the crown of life which the lord hath promised to them that love him so there's a lot of scriptures that excuse me, are encouraging. Right. The the, the scriptures that
2: let us know that the Lord sees, but why we crucify our flesh so that we can see in the spirit. Because the flesh, just like that veil, it blocks us from connecting to the Lord. That's why we crucify the old man. That's why we crucify those things that, that are not like the Lord. That's why we die Daily, so that we can hear and we can see the Lord, and so that when God speaks to us, He gets through to us. Cause I'm thinking, look how Paul was stoned and left for dead. You know, stoned more than once, uh, and when the ship wrecked, do you know how disastrous that had to be to be in the water so cold? It was one of his organs didn't just begin to shut down. You know that's torment to the to the natural man, but somewhere in the midst of all that, see, he knew in his spirit that God had him under His protection.
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah, he went through a lot of tests and trials, a lot of sickness, a lot of prison terms, a lot of beatings, a and lot
2: of stonings, and and people who didn't respect him because him. he wasn't with the original twelve. You know, just a, a lot of people who. Basically, were condescending towards him because he he didn't have an elegant pattern of speech or speaking like like Apollo. When you looked at his natural uh, body, looked at him as a man, he 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 wasn't anything to look at. It wasn't much to look at at all. Who Paul? Paul, right? But he said, "But I come to you in the power of the Holy Ghost." He says, "I'm not coming to you trying to look handsome." or try to speak eloquently. I'm going to come to you when I come. You know, because I'm going to come in the power of the Holy Ghost. There has to be that knowing because the enemy will come and try to attack your mind, your thinking and try to alter your faith and try to get you to waver and to doubt the Lord. You know, and even try to doubt, try to make you doubt yourself, but as long as you put your trust in the Lord, you don't have to doubt yourself.
0: No, and then, you know, there's a scripture that I think uh, that always tells a person to just don't worry about anything. Just don't worry. Just pray, and everything is going to be all right. And I think that's in Philippians chapter 4.
1: Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7 reads, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.
0: No, isn't that that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Don't worry about anything. Don't be careful for anything. In other words, just take everything in prayer to the Lord. And, and tell God what you need. Just tell him everything. Tell him what you need. Tell him what you want. Tell him what bothers you. Tell Just, you know. Right, because the, because
2: the enemy, it, it, when it comes to uh, the flesh, because they think in the flesh, they feel like they're, that they have the upper hand. And if you are praising the Lord and trusting in the Lord, they cannot understand that, you know. And so, you know, just it, even when I was going through a uh, trial, and I guess I'm thinking I should be upset. And I said, well, maybe I should be upset. You know, I'm thinking well, everybody was saying this is like, you should be upset. So I, I said, okay. So I was just trying to make myself cry. And I was thinking, but I, you know, because I said, I, I guess I'm supposed to be upset. You know, and I'm thinking, I said, Lord, foolishness. I, I, I'm not. I'm not upset because I trust in the Lord. I said, Lord, and I asked Lord, I said, well, oh, forgive me for trying to be upset, Lord. I said, because, uh, because I trust in you. I'm, I'm not upset.
0: And and when you trust in the Lord and you take everything to him and you pray about everything and you thank him for everything and, and the peace of God that passes all understanding, that means people can't understand it. People right. can't understand you. Why aren't you upset? Right. Why mm-hmm. aren't you upset? Yeah, That is an upsetting thing that you're going through. Mm-hmm. But the peace of God passes all understanding and he'll keep you in perfect peace and that wraps up our program for this week
1: yes praise the lord and let everything that has breath praise the lord i know that some of you may be going through rough times and hard times and feel like you don't have the strength to make it through but i come to tell you this verse of the day from isaiah 40 and 31 but they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Now, ain't God all right?
0: God God is all right. right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, what are humility and the fear of the Lord? And the answer is riches, honor, and life. And that can be found in Proverbs chapter 22, verse which reads, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. This week's food for thought is, when the Israelites got sick and tired of eating manna for 40 years, what did they call the manna? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.